0: Hello, everyone. You're listening to Unlocking Greatness podcast with Zendra Glass. Feel free to call me Z. We are doing a three-part lesson on fighting in the spirit. Uh, We already did part one, which talks about the fight, knowing that the battle is a spiritual battle that we're dealing with. If you have not listened to that, I highly encourage you go back and listen to part one. Now we're going to talk in part two about the fears, the fears. I think I'm going to call it the fears or something like that. Now you probably think that I'm going to talk about the fears that we have, you know, being afraid of what can happen. You know, and sometimes I fall into that, being afraid of what may happen, especially after losing my son. Sometimes, you know, you can just get in those modes of, I want to make sure the rest of my kids are okay, and nothing else, you know, is going to happen. Sometimes we can fall into that. But I don't want to approach it from that angle. I'm going to approach it from the angle that God gave me. We're going to talk about the fears that the enemy has of us, the fears that the enemy has of God. I pray. That if you don't get anything else out of every single podcast I've ever done that today is the day that you remember the demons fear God and we don't need to walk around in fear of what can happen or what he may do to us we don't need to have fears so let's just dive right into it I want you to turn to Matthew 20 uh, no 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 I'm sorry I don't know why I said Matthew 20 something Matthew chapter 8 Matthew chapter 8 I'm sorry verse 28 Uh, And it's called The Healing of Two Demon Possessed Men. The reason I want to read this passage is I want you guys to get used to how the demons responded in the presence of Jesus. Because I really don't know When my kids used to be um, scared when they were younger, you know, scared of the boogeyman or maybe they thought they saw something or whatever. I would always take them back to that same spot. And I would always let them know, oh, no, 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 no. Mm mm. We're not afraid of nothing. We ain't afraid of nothing that lurks in the dark. We ain't afraid of none of that. We're going to call on the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. We're going to bring Jesus into the presence. I taught them from a very, very young age to call on the name of Jesus. I taught them from a young age that no, 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 no. You don't need to fear because they scared of him. And if he's with us, if he lives in us, and if he's with us, then they scared of us. And so I pray that I can push that into your spirit today as we have this short little lesson. Okay, let's check it out. Matthew chapter 8, verse 28. This is a um, a parable, whatever you want to call it, um, of um, the healing of two demon-possessed men. Starting in verse 28. When he arrived at the other side in the region of um, Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men coming from the tombs met him. Okay, so that's interesting right there. They were so violent that no one could pass that way. What do you want with us, Son of God? They shouted. Have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? Did you catch that? What do you want with us, son of God? This is what this is. This is what the demons in this man. These men said as as they saw him. What do you want with us, son of God? They shouted. Have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? Some distant from them. Um, some distance from them, a large herd of pigs was feeding. The demons begged Jesus, if you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. He said to them, go. So they came out and went into the pigs and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the lakes and died into the lake and died in the water. Those tending the pigs ran off, went into the town and reported all this, including what had happened to the demon possessed men. Then the whole town went out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they pleaded with him to leave their region. It's a whole nother subject in terms of why they pleaded with him to leave. Some people believe because the, the, that's how they were making their money. So sending all those uh, those demons into these uh, herds of pigs to go down to the riverbank and drown, you just took away all their money. Some people believe that it had to do with that and that they were very upset by that. Some people have some other thoughts, but that's neither here nor there. I want to focus on just this part in here. Do you see how they responded before his presence? That's all I want you to catch. That's it. Do you see how they responded? You got these men that the whole town is afraid of because they're possessed. You have these spirits. That have taken over. And here comes Jesus and they're coming up to him saying, you know, um, have you come here to torture us? What kind of power you got that somebody going to say that to you? That's interesting, isn't it? And then the demons begged Jesus. I used to teach this to my kids. They begged him, begged him, if you drive us out, send us into a herd of pigs. They begged Jesus. And he basically just turned around and said, go. And they, you know, went on into the herd of pigs and went down and, and drowned. I pray that you catch that in your spirit to realize the amount of power. That's in Jesus Christ. You may say, well, that's good for him. What does that got to do with me? Well, we are gonna talk about that. Go to Mark 124. Let me get this. Mark one twenty four. In Mark one twenty four, let me get down here. There's another passage. I guess we can start um, in verse thirty two. Uh, so Mark one, it says that evening after sunset, uh, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon possessed. Okay, the whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus headed. Uh, healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Please tell me you catch that. Now y'all know I'm weird. I get excited when it comes to the word of God. I don't care who looking at me and how, you know, ridiculous I may look. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon possessed. The whole town gathered at the door and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. You so bad, you not only drive them out, you you, you tell them you ain't going to shut up. Don't speak because Jesus knew it wasn't his time yet. That's a whole nother subject. He He had things to do. Before he knew he was going to die on that cross, it wasn't his time yet. And he's like, I want you to be quiet because they're going to run around talking about here's the son of God. Another subject. Just stick to this point. Did you catch that? Do you catch the power and authority that is in Jesus Christ? That not only do I drive your butt out, shut up, I don't even want you to speak. I think I said in one of my podcasts years ago when one of my sons was on stage he was younger years ago and he, they had the kids go on stage and talk about what they learned from Bible study. Um, and he stood up there and he, I'll never forget it. It was many, many, many years ago. And he said, um, what I learned is when, when, when Satan was kicked out, he said, God didn't have to get off of his throne. Cause it would have been an unfair fight. He had his angel. Uh, I think it was Michael Archangel Michael kick him out. And I was thinking about that. And I'm like, and you can read revelations on that. But I thought, Wow, that's such a powerful point. God didn't have to get off of his throne. to fight would have been unfair. Michael was just an archangel. Now, chief, a head angel, don't get me wrong. We'll get into that more in in lesson three. But it wasn't even a cherubim or seraphim. Now, half of you probably don't know what I mean by that. Those are the higher ranking angels that sit in the presence of the throne of God. Another subject. We'll get into that in part three. But the point I'm getting at is that. The power that comes in the name of Jesus Christ and in his presence and who he is, is unreal. And if you walk around and you don't know that, if you don't know that the demons actually had to beg him, if you don't know that he had the power to not only pull them out, but to tell them to shut your mouth, then how can we fight in the spirit if we really don't know, if if we have these fears? I used to be afraid of going in my closet. I think I've talked about that. I didn't like dark rooms. I really didn't. And now you guys know, for many who know me, I sit in my closet literally for hours at a time, hours, hours, hours at a time, room completely dark. No fear in that. The devil is a lie. Because I know I love God with all my heart, mind, body, and soul. And if I can be so bold as to say this, the very presence of evil lets me know that there must be a God. There must be. If there's evil, there's got to be good. I'm going to say that again. If there's evil, there has to be good. My father didn't walk around in fear. And if my father didn't walk around in fear and I belong to my father, and we're going to talk about that in a minute about how we have sonship, then what the heck am I afraid of? What am I afraid of? Turn over to uh, Philippians 2.10. I'm going to wrap this up. You guys can tell when I'm going through some stuff because it just comes on out. Philippians 2.10. Because you got to get this. You have to. Oh, God, please speak through me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me to help your people. Philippians 2.10. I'm going to start in Philippians 2, verse 9. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place. I'm gonna have to back this up because I don't want to rush this. I'll start in verse five. So it will make sense. Your attitude to, should be the same as that of Jesus Christ, who being in very nature. God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. He made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant. Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even on a cross. Check this out because it didn't end there. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus Christ. What happens? My kids know they know this because I taught them this from such a young age. At the name of Jesus Christ, what happens? Every knee should bow. In heaven and on earth and under the earth. What? And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Did you catch that? That's why I used to teach my kids when they used to be afraid of something. Or, or even as adults, to be quite honest with you, if a weird situation is going on or just something ain't quite right with somebody, I said you better call on the name of Jesus Christ. They used to laugh at me. Like I used to laugh at my mama, but now they're like, mama, you know what? I was in the store the other day and such and such happened and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, and I just called on the name Jesus Christ. I said, baby, I know you did. Teach them. You got to teach (sighs) them. Romans 8, verse 11 through 17 to be the last one. And I'll shut my mouth. Romans 8. Come on, God, do what you do best. Romans 8. But you still may be thinking well that's good look at my bible's falling apart you may be thinking that's good that's good that's good z that's really 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 good stuff but how does it relate to me well let's look let's see romans 8. this whole passage is about life through the spirit i'm just going to start um so much to read here my gosh i don't know let's start in verse um, 10 but if christ is in you your body is dead because of sin yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, hold on, wait, wait. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. Go on down to verse 15, for you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear but you received a spirit of sonship and by him we cry abba which means father go on down in verse 17. if we are children then we are heirs whoa what do you mean heirs heirs of god and co-heirs with christ how am i co-heir with christ did you catch that i'm in romans 8 17 now if we are children then we are heirs heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ if indeed we share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory then it just goes on down to talk about I consider that our present sufferings are not even worth comparing to the glory that's going to be revealed so hold on a second here one in verse 11 it says if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies Wow. We're talking about the Holy Spirit, of course. So let me back this up. If the demons, evil spirits, spiritual forces of even the heavenly realm, however you want to say it, if they're afraid of my father, to the point where they beg him to not torture them. And he's able to not only, you know, cast them out or, or command them or whatever, he's able to tell them to shut their mouth. If my father's spirit lives in me, and then it goes on to say, I don't have a spirit that makes me a slave to fear, but I have a spirit of sonship. And not only do I have a spirit of sonship, I'm an heir with God and a co-heir with Christ. It's almost like I'm bad and I didn't even know it. And I mean bad in a good way. Are you catching that? Are you catching that? Whatever your father has, you now have. In fact, there's a passage, and I think I talk about it in part three, that talks about that we can go on to do even greater things. So I want you to marinate on that. As we're busy in life, and God knows we all have a lot going on, marinate on this. First part we talked about was the true fight, the true battles in the spirit. You got to know that. That's the most important thing. Well, I shouldn't say the most important. That's one of the most important things. The second thing that you got to know, at least this is just my opinion, what I teach my kids, my loved ones, you don't need to be fearing nothing. Because the demons are afraid of God. Of, of God, They shudder in his presence. They beg him. He walk up on two demon-possessed men that the whole town's scared of, and they like, what you gonna do with us? Have you come to torture us? So hold on. If that's my father, And his spirit lives in me and I have a spirit of sonship and I'm an heir with God, a co-heir with Christ. What does that mean about me? Last one. Psalm 91 verse 11 and I'm going to close it out. At least part two. Psalm 91 verse 11. Maybe this will leave you encouraged. Psalm 91 verse 11 says. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hand so that you would not strike your foot against a stone. I'll back it up even a little further. In verse 9, if you make the most high your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. What is this with angels that he will command his angels concerning me? He will command his angels concerning me. And I'm walking around in fear. Sometimes I tell God, I'm just wrapping up part two now. Sometimes I tell God, I said, God, I said, send, send, I say, I say, uh, command your angels concerning me to blah, 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 blah. And then I'll say, cause I think of Daniel, you know, when, when his prayers was held up for 21 days, I said, God, hold on, send help, send help, send help. Just like you did with Daniel. I think it was Daniel. We were talking about, cause I'm getting a little confused Send help. Michael had to, had to go, go do something about that, 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 that spirit or whatever that was over the Persian kingdom. Send help. I said, God, I, I think my angels may need some help. Send some help right now. Send angel. Send, send Michael. Send Gabe. Send somebody. Send help now. You may say, well, Z, I don't pray like that. That's fine. You do you. You pray how you want. But I'm here to tell you, God responds. Anyway, this is part two. So part one was the fight. I think that's what I called it. Knowing that the fight is in the spirit. Part two, um, you got to remember, fear. Part two is the fear. Not our fears so much, but the fears that the enemy has of God. The fears that he has of Jesus Christ. And part three now we're going to talk about is the victories. Uh, So stay tuned for part three. I love you all. This is Z with Unlocking Greatness Podcast. Bye-bye.